Um, so they're a beautiful gift from the Lord. And, you know, they come from uh, different cultures and different families and different um, uh, tribes even. Um, and in different cultures, people do things differently, don't they? So like in the Nigerian culture, for instance, and actually in the Indian culture as well, we have a naming ceremony and we name good things, don't we? We name our child with a special name that we pray for and we ask for God's blessing on that child and we promise, like you've promised, uh, that you will uh, care for this child and help them to flourish. Um, and we thank God for them. Well, I had a real surprise three years ago. Um, I was um, lying in my bed, well, fast asleep actually, and early in the morning there was a WhatsApp. And the WhatsApp said, the message said, Nita, come now, your daughter needs you. And it, you can imagine what that's like for a mum. You sort of think, oh my gosh, my daughter needs me. And so I woke Jerry up and we got into our car and we dived, drove quite fast, I think, uh, to Lewisham Hospital. And, uh, um, and I was rushed into a room and I suddenly found myself in a maternity room. And my daughter and son-in-law hadn't told me, but they had wanted me to be at, at the birth of my first grandchild. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was just amazing as this little child eventually, with a lot of huffing and puffing, and I'm sure mums and dads will know that, a lot of huffing and puffing, suddenly this child was born and she was just a big, big pocket of love and my heart just exploded within me. I saw this little girl and they decided to call her Anaya, um, and, um, which, was, you know, which is a beautiful name. And actually that name means God has answered. And uh, this little Anaya, who's this tiny little baby, grew up to be three and she will grow up to be a teenager at some point. She will become an adult. She will become middle-aged at some point and she will become old age. And throughout that time, this beautiful child, who I love with everything that's in me, uh, will actually um, uh, need her family. She will need God. She will need all of us so that she can flourish. And her name will follow her, won't it? Her name will follow her. You know, children really thrive when they are loved. And hopefully there will be a PowerPoint coming up with that. Children really thrive when they are loved. So 1 Corinthians 13 says, yes, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And love always protects, always protects from the time that baby is in its mother's womb, 
that baby is protected, but always protects throughout into old age, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And that's what happens with um, my lovely granddaughter. I love her passionately. In fact, when I see her once a week, I am completely exhausted. She spends most of her time telling me, Grandma, I'm in charge, okay? You do what I tell you. And then I have to think of a tactic that I can use. So I go, how about we share that? And you be in charge now, and I'll be in charge in a minute, okay? And she goes, okay then. And she bosses me around, and I love her, and I love playing with her. But always, love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres throughout their life. Now, over 2,000 years ago, another baby was born. So this is a gift from God. So I had Anaya, a gift from God, and her lovely brother who's just been born. And then here's another amazing gift that came two, over 2,000 years ago. Another baby was born to a teenage mum. His family had to flee their, where they came from. They had to flee from danger and go and live in another country. He was a refugee and his name was Jesus. And you know, his name follows us wherever we go and it has many meanings. It means God is with us. God is with you. He is with us. That's what Jesus' name means. It also means someone who's a savior. Do we need a savior? He's there. Do we need a deliverer? He's there. Do we need someone to rescue us? He's there. He's a healer, he's a brother, he's a friend, and he's a servant God. So almighty God, God loved you so much, loved you and me so much that he sent his son so that we might be saved through him. Because actually we can't do it on our own as our friend just said earlier. So our passage today is all about parents bringing children to Jesus so that he can lay his hands on them and bless them. You see, children are very, very important. They're actually VIPs, you know that, don't you? They are in charge, they are VIPs. All children are made in the image of God. And yet as we reflect on our childhoods as adults, we may all feel different things. We may have children ourselves. Or maybe some of us long to have children. Some of us don't want children. Or maybe some of us feel robbed of our children and, feel, and grieve the loss of that. Some of us didn't receive nurturing love like we were talking about earlier. And we feel the loss of that. Some of us may feel that we are suffering with the same problems in our families. This is incredible, isn't it? How in some families, there can be certain problems that come generation after generation after generation. 
And there may be things like poverty that go through families generation after generation. Or it might be addiction. Or it might be pride. That sense of superiority. You know, I'm better than you and I'm better forever all the time. Or it might be a sense of deference. You know, if you've been brought up in an Indian family, often you're quite deferential towards um, your, your family, mostly that, you know, women uh, take a seat back and men are the guys and you have to respect them and you have to step away and do what, they, what you're told. So there might be a sense of um, superiority or deference or even a sense of um, arrogance. And some of these things run in families generation after generation. Some of us might have been children who were abandoned and feel the loss of parenting. Or some of us just might have had really harsh uh, childhoods and the way we were brought up. And because we were treated harshly, we don't know how to treat our children with love. Now what God wants to do in the midst of all the mix of all that we are he wants to take that which was meant for evil and to turn it for good. So if terrible stuff has happened in your family or has happened to you, then God is going to take that which is meant for evil, which is meant to destroy you, and he's going to turn it around into good. He's going to redeem and restore you and you can trust him to do that because he's a loving God. You're made in his image and he is actually, he is actually in charge. Not Anaya, not grandma, but he is in charge and he will do that. He will restore and redeem you. So let's talk about the passage. So the passage is Mark 10, 13 to 16. People were bringing children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, just like Ben did with the children. He kind of cuddled them up and he, he got them there. He, so people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was really indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and don't hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to any, belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. That's quite serious, actually, isn't it? Will never enter it. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. And he took the children and he placed them in his hands, his hands on them, and he blessed them. Now this is really interesting, isn't it? Um, that there's a whole group of uh, disciples, people who are following Jesus, and you would think that they know that children are important to Jesus, but they don't appear to. And um, they are stopping the children from coming to Jesus. Now, just before this passage, there's a little discussion between Jesus' disciples. And they're saying, who's the greatest in the kingdom of God? Who is it? 
Who's the greatest in the kingdom of God? And they didn't expect the answer that they got. It's the children. They're the VIPs. Why? Well, because they're vulnerable, they're open, they're lowly, they're very curious, they're hungry to learn, they're keen to grow. All week this week, Anaya has been a mama because mama was having a baby and so that's obviously the thing to be. Anaya's been a mama. But she's keen to grow. They're risk-taking, they're dependent, they're relational. They're always looking for that connection and relationship. Do you know, um, Easter weekend, we had a meal here at church all together, and I was talking to my friend Dee, and I don't know if Dee's here today or not, but, um, and this little girl arrived in a little tutu, and she ran up to her, and she went, And her mama was talking to Dee, and I was talking to Dee, and this little girl just stood there, and she went, can I have a picture with you? And what she was saying was, can I have a picture with you, Dee? She didn't know Dee from Adam. But actually, she wanted that connection with Dee. And so she, uh, she eventually did get that picture, and actually what Dee did was, actually, I'm quite small, but Dee's quite tall, and she, Dee just came down like this and put her arm around her and they had a picture. And really that's what blessing is, that's what God does. He comes down to our level and that's what Jesus did actually. He came down to our level. Did you know that children from the age of two to, uh, to five year olds during that period of time, they ask 40,000 questions? Did you know that? For sure, I think I must have had about 70, but 40,000 questions. That's how curious they are. That's how fast they want to grow. That's how quick they want to learn. So Jesus says, guys, the children are the VIPs. And he also includes some other people that are the VIPs those who are poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, the peacemakers, people who hunger and thirst for righteousness, people who are merciful, people who are persecuted for doing the right thing. Those are the VIPs. Jesus isn't looking for some grand, proud people. He's not looking for smug, arrogant people. He's not looking for selfish people who are full of their own self-importance. Maybe celebrities or, or big personalities with huge egos. He's not looking for that. He's not looking for status seekers, people who look down on others, people who despise other people, people who hinder other people from flourishing, people who put barriers in people's ways. He's not looking for those people necessarily. The VIPs are the children, and the VIPs are those that are poor in spirit, that are weak and vulnerable. So 
So when Jesus saw um, the disciples saying, no, no, you can't go and see the master. No, no, no. Put a big barrier. He said, you guys need to change your attitude and behavior. You need to change your attitude and behavior. He didn't exactly say that. I'm making that bit up. But that's what he meant. He said, unless you take the lowly position of a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You need to change your attitude and behavior. You need to be like a child that welcomes, that welcomes that connection. Who, me? Yes, you. You and me. And then he says the next really important thing. So the first really important thing was children are VIPs. The second was that actually don't stop the children coming to me. But the third was whoever welcomes me, that's whoever welcomes Jesus. I'm sorry, I lost my bit there. (laughs) Whoever welcomes such a child So whoever welcomes a child in my name welcomes me. You know, Jesus is equal. He's saying we're equal. This child and me, we're equal. This is the son of God. This is the son of almighty God who made you and I, who made the universe. He's saying we're equal. You guys, these kids and me, we're equal. So he aligns himself to the child. He's mine. He's my family. And do you know it includes all children? It includes refugee children, children from all nations and languages and tribes, disabled children, bereaved children, trafficked children, children caught in war zones, our children, our community, our children. It includes all those children. And then he says the third really amazing thing. I think my counting's gone awry, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> Most amazing thing, he says, their angels, did you know your children have angels? Their angels in heaven see the face of my father in heaven. That's quite a serious thing, Jesus is saying. Actually, these children, these little children have an angel and this angel turns up before God. And he sees God's face. In other words, he's telling God how that child is. So actually, that has huge implications for us because it's what Jesus is saying. He's warning adults. He's saying, you're accountable to God for what happens to the children in your midst. So what's the main point really about this whole talk? Well, you know, the main point of this whole talk is actually blessing. You know, Jesus really wants to bless all the children, all the children I've talked about. And blessing means wanting the best, God's best for those children, your best for, their ch- for those children, the church's best for those children. And it talks about Jesus who grew up 
in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And you know, when Jerry and I had our children, uh, we used to pray, Lord Jesus, please help them to love you, help them to love themselves and help them to love people, help them to love their neighbor and help them to be children who are an answer to the world's problems. And it's quite similar in a sense Actually, blessing means to transmit God's favor. It's God's favor upon children. So I'm coming to the end of it, end of this little talk, but I just want to remind you that children are VIPs. People who are vulnerable and low are VIPs, that God wants to bless children. And the amazing thing is, We've all been children, haven't we? And then these children grow up and the blessing of God goes with them. So we're going to now um, just look at the blessing. Um, if, sorry, I'm sorry, I just missed a bit. So how do we, what sense do we make of this? Well, I think we need to accept children as a gift from God. So here's a gift and God is giving you a gift. We have to receive it, don't we? And it's the same with Jesus. Jesus is a gift. This child that was born 2,000 years ago is a gift to you. You have to receive it. It's just going to stay there until you receive it. And you know, we need to learn not to curse. We really need to learn not to curse. We need to bless, not curse. And so easily things come out of our mouth and our children hear it. Let's bless and not curse. And we want to ask God to not just bless you, but bless your line, your generations, the generation after that, the generation that has been. And you know, if we do that, if we do that, if we make sure that children are VIPs and we love and care for them, if we accept God's help to help bring them up, then what's it going to look like? Well, whoever we meet will feel loved, won't they? Because we will love them. Uh, we will be changed. We will be family and community. People will experience sincere love, not just that, you know, oh, I love you, love, but that deep love. I'm with you. I'm going to be with you for a long time. And the amazing thing about God is he's going to be with you forever. You know, Nita can't be with Anaya for the rest of her life. But do you know, God can and he will and he will bless her. People will flourish. Children will thrive, you know, instead of these terrible stories that we hear on the news. Our children will thrive. We will be making sure, with God's help, that our children thrive. And God's kingdom will come. As it is in heaven, heaven will come to us. So people are very important. Children are very important people. So I think one of the things that we'd like to do today is pray for your family generational line. Uh, and we would love to pray for you if you feel there's stuff there that you want to give to God and ask for his blessing. 
We want to pray for all children. We want to pray for you. So we invite you to do that. Thank you.